I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Pain is pleasure and pressure bust pipes, and you look like the I like it rough type. We can crush tonight. Tell me what you like. I got a yellow bottle and a bucket of ice. Shit right, young hobo. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with their host Rod and Karen. And we got my boy in the house for the first time, uh, Cross. Say what's up to everybody, man. What's up, Internet? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is kind of the anonymous Internet to anybody that's not us. I forget that we're the only ones that really know these Twitter people and all this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, come over to my house. Talk to the Internet. <laughs> It'll be fun. Talk to the millions of people out there that you don't know. Yeah, now tell us all your secrets. <laughs> what's your address again? Um, Alright man, so don't forget guys, you can leave us comments on iTunes or Podomatic.com or go to our Facebook group. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips pretty much anywhere and we should come up and you know, let us know that you're digging these um, episodes and let us know how, you know, feedback and give us a review on iTunes, you know, they all help um, to uh, spread the word. And you can also call and leave us voicemails at uh, 704-557-0186. And we will play your voicemail on the show, even if it is very long, um, which we will see today. We okay. Got a, we got a very long voicemail. <laughs> they breaking records? You might, we might have to take notes during during this voicemail. <laughs> um, oh, we got to put a limit? Yeah. <laughs> Three minutes per caller, please? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, the unofficial sport of the podcast is... Put it on. And the official weapon is... We believe in tasing people. Yeah, so the taser is the official weapon of the podcast. Yes. And, um, man, during that Spike Lee documentary I watched last night, they showed a couple people getting tased during that shit. Oh, and... It did not look fun. No, it it did not look like the cop version of tasing. It was was the unedited tasing. That is a bad way to start off a day. Oh, yes. And it looked like it turned blue with, like, the electricity went through. I said, damn, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, seriously, man. But still, it's better than a bullet. Say that again. So, still protasing. Yeah, I like, rather get I rather get uh, blue electricity versus hot lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any day. All right, so let's play some of these voicemails. Hopefully, I got the volume up loud enough. A couple people were saying that uh, the voicemail sometimes uh, the beat underneath is too loud, and they were having problems hearing it and stuff. So I'm going to try to turn the volume up because I think the beat is very important to the vibe. I don't want to have to turn the beats off. All right. Okay. Here we go. He just sucks. Oh man, that was well. That was rude. This was <laughs> a five-second voicemail, and I believe it said your show sucks. And I mean, I don't really know how you address that. I mean, we're trying. Some people seem to like it. Uh, I'm not sure who would call us at midnight to leave that message. It's only five seconds. I mean, I would kind of like to know why we suck, wouldn't you? Yeah. How would I? Some, uh, some bullet points would be good. Yeah, so, you know, a little elaboration on why we suck, how bad we suck, you know, compared to what other shows. What what do you enjoy? But there's really only one way to find out, and I think that's to have everybody give you a call. So, everybody that's listening, all you guys, if you're by your phone, or just write this number down later, 703-581-2540. I think that's uh, Northern Virginia. Oh, cool. Yeah, so 703-581-2540. Give that motherfucker a call and ask him, why does the show suck? And let's see if we can drive up his anytime minutes. Because <laughs> I say you call his ass anytime of night. I'm going to give him a call tonight. 
Alright guys, uh, we also got another voicemail. Um, and this one is for my boy, uh, he goes by Magnum Prime on Twitter. And it's a little long-winded, so um, I'm going to just drink on my Somnia juice and hit play, and then we'll come back uh, in about four minutes. Uh, Larian, I know you say you do not like long voicemails, so, so skip, ahead, skip ahead four minutes and 18 seconds from this point, and you should, we should just be wrapping it up. All right, here we go. Hey, so Rod here. Um, this is Twitter fam, Man and Prime. I just called to get on a couple points. Uh, before I do that, I just want to say that I love your podcast, and I know that you guys will continue to do well. I like to talk about uh, Spike Lee's uh, doc that I watched last night and uh, the BP oil situation. Uh, first of all, I just have to ask the question: Did Spike use enough dead bodies? at the end of his doc because I did not sign up for that. I was not expecting that. But besides that point, I did enjoy it. I thought it was very informative. And I would also like to say that I think that the VP, they put out Tony Howard as just to be a fall guy. They knew that the guy was an asshole or a prick. They knew that Americans wanted some Brit to tear apart and that's exactly what they did. And they just planned on, well, we'll let him be the punching bag. We know that he's going to come through and be the asshole that he is. So they put him out there on the barbecue. We ate him up. And they said, well, you know, now we'll throw out an American. He'll be the face of our BP and everything will be okay. So, you know, through all this crap, they knew what was going to happen. And it's going to their plan. They're still in control. I would also like to say uh, I am a native Alabamian and I don't live close to where the oil spill occurred, but I was so surprised by the number of white co-workers that I have who actually had property and businesses in that area and for the, I'd say the first 20 days that it happened, you know, they were just going just ape shit crazy. So I was like, mm, you know, I, I, I didn't know. Uh, that you know these people were balling like that, so uh, it was really affecting you know <laughs> all over the state of Alabama. Um, my next point would be I was talking with my girl, and she was asking me, uh, you know, who's your favorite actress? Who's your your favorite actor? And you know, I was like, well, should I make this a black or a white thing? So I just named off you know a couple white actors actresses and. Um, then I was thinking, well, you know, I do have my favorite black actors and actresses also. And, you know, it was right off jump. You know, I, I hit her with the, the Danzel, you know, and the, the Morgan Freeman. And then I rolled around to the, the black actresses and I was like, well, I'm trying to pick somebody who is just not based on looks. It's actually just based on their performance. And if I go by performances, I, I just think the list is just kind of short. I mean, um, you know, of course, you're Angela Bassett and, you know, he's Sanaa Lathan. And then I went a little deeper. And I was like, well, you know what? She does a lot of television, but I don't think a lot of people talk about her. But I think Alfred Woodard is just one of the best black actresses out there. Uh, anytime you see her on television, she shuts it down. I know in the movies. She, she takes some questionable roles, you know, some people might call questionable in, in uh, Barbershop and in some of the Tyler Perry movies, but if you go back and you look at her 
her just to work, including television. I, I think she's one of the, the strongest actresses in the game. Uh, also, on the actor side, I think Anthony Mackie is a, a up-and-coming talent. He's a really talented guy. I just couldn't believe that um, for the Hurt Locker, that uh, Jeremy Rittner was the only actor that was nominated. I think that Anthony Mackie was just phenomenal in that movie. He should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor because he was the, the antagonist to the protagonist that was Rittner. So that's what I want to chime in on. Uh, I know you guys will continue to do a good job on the show, and I will keep spreading the word, and I will continue to listen. Thank you. Bye. And we're back. Hey, Larian. Uh, I know you probably just fast-forwarded through all that, but uh, I'll try to hit the bullet points. Uh, he talked about Spike, Lee, uh, Spike Lee's documentary. It's called, uh, uh, I think it's like, what is it? If God is Willing and the Creek Don't Rise or something like that. It's a two-part documentary on mm-hmm. HBO. I watched the first two hours last night. How long it's, is it? It's four hours. Oh, I thought that was it. I did too. Oh, I, that's why I went to bed. I was like, okay, time to go to bed. It's Friday yeah. night. I, finished I didn't it. realize we had two more hours to go. I thought we were done and some dude hit me up and was like, you see the second part? I was like, oh, I watched two hours of that shit. I don't know. He's like, yeah, man, the second part about the oil spill in the schools. It's like, I think they talked about that a little bit, yeah. but apparently there's some more shit I got to do. Uh, I guess record that. Did you get a chance to see it? It's, I mean, the thing is, man, and like, I had a very ugly thought, but, you know, this pod, this podcast is all about honesty, and it's just us in the room. Like, I really forgot how much I even cared about the people at Katrina. Honestly, I when that shit came back up, like, the first time I saw, like, a commercial for the Spike Lee thing, I was like, why would I want to watch that? Like, they won the Super Bowl. It's over. You know? What the fuck? <laughs> that erased everything. What do y'all want from me? But, um... For you know, for everybody. And the thing is, because I think the media pressure kind of died down. Like, they won the Super Bowl. Haiti happened. And then it was kind of like, hey, y'all straight. You know what I'm saying? Look, these motherfuckers ain't got dirt. It's a new media outlet. Yeah. yeah. It's some new shit to feel bad about. You can't, and you really can't, like, compare the two when it comes to, like, uh, just the level of poverty and neglect and whatnot. It's like, sure, we neglected New Orleans, poor people, but we neglected. Haiti, because that shit ain't even ours. We're just like, hey, fuck y'all, you know? So, it was one of them things. When they show clips from, like, Haiti, like, the, the clip at the end where they just showed them literally taking a dump truck of dead bodies and dumping it into a pit, it's like, that's a little different than Contrita. You know what I'm saying? And I see why that's the media... A, that's an ongoing thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's how they live. That's right. That's life for them. Not yeah. That's not just because of that disaster. disaster yeah. So, um... You know, watching that, it did kind of give you that, like, well, yeah, I see why we moved on. And we did forget about, I think in general, people did forget about New Orleans. And especially during the, it did not help that during the Super Bowl, any motherfucker on camera was like, New Orleans is back, baby. Huh? Everything's fine. And it was like, I guess everything's fine. I mean. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice said it's cool, so fuck it. And (laughs) the next thing you know, it's like, you know, you forget about it. And I was watching um, The Real World this year. And they were building houses for Habitat for Humanity. And I, it never really clicked. I watched that whole episode and it never clicked. Like, that is right. They're in New Orleans and they're still building houses. And it's fucking yeah. four years later. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Still a ongoing project. Yeah, dude. They're fucked. But um, anyway, watching that documentary is depressing because it's kind of like, all you see is that they're fucked. But then you see like their spirit or their city and the people. And, you know, it's positive that way. But some parts, you're just like, dude. 
what the fuck, man? You know, and it, they're so fucked because it's their home. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's it's easy for me to just be like, dude, I would leave that shit in a heartbeat because I've never lived there. But it was it was like one guy said. It, Imagine if you just came back home and everything that you own is fucking done. Are you just going to get up and leave and just go somewhere else? Or are you going to be like, this is my place. I'm going to make this my place again. You know, it's, you know, they had that one lady that moved to Utah and went fucking crazy just because she was like, I... There's no other black people in Utah. Yeah. She was like, maybe they gonna come out. Maybe they hide behind the trees. Yeah. And somebody told her it was 2%. She was like, 2%? Yeah, she was like, yeah, what? You are the 2%. Yeah. <laughs> Your you, family is the 2%. It's you, the Jazz, Carl uh, Malone. Yeah. Like, it's... Prince. That's about yeah, it. A couple of extras on uh, Big Love. And that's yep. about it, dude. That's about it. So, um, it was just... I don't know. That It was real sad. Um, BP... Um, I thought the dude's name was Tony Hayward. Is Tony Howard? Is that his name? I'm not sure. I don't know. The, he was the CEO of BP or some yes, shit. He was. He don't have a job. He was wilding out, man. He had a lot of ignorance to the situation because he didn't really understand how hard we were watching him because at some point it became America versus the motherfuckers who we kicked out of America. No. And, and it started pulling up them old emotions and he was out there like yachting and shit. And they're like, wow. They show people like Toothbrushing birds and getting oil off of them. Then they show this dude like busting champagne at a, on the yacht. You like fuck you, you know? Like how did you not see that what happened? You just gotta look sad, disappear from the limelight until you plug up the well. Then you can pop back on the scene like, hey, everything's cool. You yeah, BP. I mean, the thing is, I think BP kind of got a raw deal, not because you know they fucked up, but they got a raw deal because. Everybody over there was free balling, dude. Like, every company in there was basically doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like if everybody was just going commando and this one dude got hit in the nuts. Like, yeah, you feel bad for that dude. But everybody, you know, everybody was just letting them free out there. So I can't really, like, feel like they're more of a culprit. It really was luck of the draw. But another company would have had that same problem. Yeah, if it was Exxon or Mobile or... Exactly. We'd be all on that shit. And act like BP. I mean, they literally had a boilerplate um, (laughs) safety regulation thing that every other company has the same fucking thing. Where it's not just like BP's safety was fucked up. You know, I'm sure if we examined everybody else really harshly, we would find that they were just like, yes, we're the same way. That's true. But, um, yeah, but yeah, still, you know, luck or whatever, you get caught, fuck it up. You take the fall. I mean, you can't really feel too bad for somebody that is doing that well, got that much money, and didn't have the common sense to pull it back. It's just a common sense thing, dude. It's like it's one of those things where like you gotta recognize this is your job. This is your money. Yes. And people are watching you now. You fucked up. You know what and I'm saying? The money that the CEOs make nowadays, you're making thousand times per hour what the average worker is making yeah so they're like okay you're making all this money what is what what are us as taxpayers or us as investors what are we getting for our money and yeah like you say it's like it's like little kids they bring out the birds they bring out the pelicans you know they right. bring out the fish and you know i look over and i see you partying on your yacht i would be upset too the only thing that was kind of whack though was um one is class envy, so you got a lot of that too. Where people just want to, 
wanted the CEO to take a fall. Because, I mean, really, the people that fucked up are just, like, safety engineers and shit like that. But, you know, they don't own a yacht. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, fuck you, dude, with the money. And then, the other thing is, when they start showing sharks dying, am I supposed to feel sad about that shit? They're fucking sharks. They wouldn't feel sad. Yeah. Like, if they caught me out there in the ocean about to drown, like, they would come save me like a dolphin or something. I feel sad for seals, dolphins, Pelicans. shit that won't eat me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not feeling bad for a predator, dude. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would eat the hell out of some shark fan soup while watching watching that fucking documentary on the oil. <laughs> I wrap that, so- that shark up in rice. Um, As far as black actresses... <laughs> Oh, and it was also cool how he talked about his white co-owners, uh, co-workers having land. Mm-hmm. That was cool too because it is like, yeah, this shit does affect everybody. More than you, you know think. what I'm saying? More, yeah, more so than just being like, because typically, man, like I said on the previous two shows, you got your Democrats, liberals, they're gonna use race when they can to interject that in there and be like, hey, look. This shit is fucked up. Look at this, how it's affecting the poor people. Look how it's affecting the black people. Look how it's affecting Hispanics. And then you have, uh, you know, Republicans that are more about business, more about religion. So, whenever they started just throwing out race constantly for a lot of this stuff, you do have to look between the lines and be like, well, is it only affecting the poor people and only affecting the black people? And it's kind of cool to be like, well, actually, it goes across the line. Now, maybe it's not killing that dude's property, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like he lost his grandma. But it does have. But yeah, he would like for the shit to be cleaned up. I'm sure of that. Now, one thing I can say about the documentary that really opened up my eyes to Brad Pitt, it made me look at him in another light. Cause I watch HGTV, and it's a show that's called Home on Homes, and it's a dude that um, people write him letters about like the repairs on their homes. And this year they did a, like a two part documentary about him doing a house free in Katrina. He, like, built the house from scratch in Katrina. And so when I seen that, I was like, oh, so he's working with builders all over the world. And it's amazing how they were saying how they built the houses so many feet up. Yeah. And right. how, you know, they basically tried to make the house homes as waterproof as possible and how people from all over the world are trying to figure out how he's doing it. And it's amazing how he's a one-man army. You know, he's doing more by himself then our whole federal government combined is doing for that area right now. And well, that's, just, that's just amazing. I mean, it was just amazing to me because I could not believe Brad Pitt wasn't just doing all that for Angelina Jolie. <laughs> like, all this all this time, I thought he was just fronting. I was like, oh, he grew the beard out. I get it. You got to adopt some babies. Yeah, you know, got to do play the part. You know, keep getting it. This woman, everybody wants her. And then, he's turns out he hard. actually does give a fuck because she wasn't even down there to impress. He was just doing it. But, um, yeah, I am impressed with him. Um, and, I mean, it's cool to see celebrities get back, but it was just so much fucked up shit about that situation yeah. as far as, like, the money. I mean, just go watch it. I, I mean, it's, it's four hours. I've only seen two, and I definitely don't want to rehash two hours of a shit. It's a little bit depressing, but it's actually kind of educational, and it yes, does it make is. you feel like, okay, there's still work to do down there, and I see where these people are coming from. Um... And then as far as uh, the black actors and black actress, uh, for actress, I said Medea. Um, she's, uh, uh, she's a pretty versatile. What? You don't, you don't think Medea is a man? What? Yes. <laughs> no, she got all those movies. She go to jail. No. She, no, no. Medea is a man. 
But that is, that is odd. So yeah, you're gonna have to pick up another another. So anyway, all right, well, all right. What about Big Mama? Nope. She was she did Big Mama's house. No, nope. and two. Did, did she disqualify too? Remember Martin Martin Lawrence was in that movie too. Mm, Cause she's a he too. Mm-mm. What? Yes, sir. I'm sorry to disappoint you. You're gonna have to come with some real vaginas, cause all these penises ain't cutting it. What about what about Grandma She had those cookies. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Cause most women can't jump that high. Well, I had to think of another actress at a different time, but um. As far as black ap- actors, I do like, um, and I hope I say his name wrong. Actually, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna say it's wrong. But that dude is like uh, Chiwetel Ogio Four, Ogio Four. Yeah. He was in Serenity. He yeah, was in, he's uh, been in several. He's actually movies. in 2012, which is a horrendous movie. Oh, that movie's terrible. He does the most movies where he is acting with such integrity. But the movie is it's such crap. shit. Yeah. You're like, dude, really? Four brothers? Is that what you decided to do? <laughs> like, you couldn't wait for that that other script to come and like. But anyway, man, I like that dude. So, did you have a either one of y'all got a black actor? Well, besides, I mean, besides your 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 atypical Denzel Morgan Freeman, Don Cheadle's one of my favorite actors mm. ever. Yeah. Don Cheadle kills he, he's it. The man. Don Cheadle yeah. kills it. I watched that movie. Uh, I don't know if you watched it with me, but the one with the dirty cops? No. Okay. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's called something like ah, Four Burrows or something. I don't know. It's about four dirty cops, man. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the ones in it. And he just kills it. Don yeah. Cheeto, everything, dude. Traitor, Traitor everything I see him in, good. just fucking kills it. Alright, so if that wasn't long enough for Larry. He left another another voicemail. <laughs> this one is not quite as long. Alright. Hey Rod Carey, this is Magnus Brown again. I had to call back with some deleted scenes and it was a two points that I did not make in my last call. <laughs> I was speaking about for the previous one brand up again because in previous podcasts you had mentioned about how a lot of Hollywood actors they basically play themselves just over and over in different roles. But the reason I like Morgan Freeman's acting because he has just a, a wide array of performances that he has done on film. And I mean, he has literally been a pimp named Slick all the way to two presidents. He has played two presidents on the screen. He played Mandela in President of the United States uh, in one film. And uh, also, apparently, he is currently Clint Eastwood's only black friend at the moment because he keeps putting them in roles. He's in a couple of the Dirty Harry movies back in the day, so he is officially Clint Eastwood's black friend right now. And I also want to chime in on Regina King. I think she's a, a great actress. Uh, you know, most people know her now working on the Boondocks, doing the voices uh, of the two boys. But uh, I, I really noticed her back when she uh, had her great performance in Jerry Maguire. I think it was it was a great travesty when she didn't get nominated for that role because she was the epitome of a strong black woman. If Cuba got a nomination for that film, Regina should have got it and she should have won it. And that's all I want to say. Once again, love you all show, and I will be listening. Thank you. Alright man, uh, appreciate that. Uh, I do like Regina King too, um, but I mean, she's no Medea. You know what I'm saying? The versatility of Medea is, what? Why do you keep looking at me like that, Karen? I told you, Medea's breast ain't real, son. That's a, a lot of women, a lot of actresses have fake breasts. That's no, 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 really no, not, no, really no, not no. Her breasts are detachable. <gasps> 
yeah. trying to say she's a man. Yeah, I think I am, yeah. Alright, so... Sorry um, to disappoint you and crush your dreams. I do like Regina King, though. Morgan Freeman is the shit. Uh, yeah. My actual favorite role of his is Wanted, just because he said motherfucker. And nobody in the theater saw that shit coming. I know I was like, yeah, yeah, it was like seeing your daddy curse for the first time. <laughs> Silence among the audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, kill that motherfucker. Everybody's like, did Sam Jackson do this role? <laughs> no. Is he in the background? What's going on here? Um, although I do, I do feel like Morgan Freeman plays the same dude. He's just such a dignified cat, man. He can play God, yeah, the president. You can't, can't get away from that. That I think you said a dignified. Yeah. And, it's like he's about his voice. Life. Like, yeah, he got integrity, man, yeah. and all that. But it's like, we, I've now, in all fairness, I've never seen him play in that pimp movie. So maybe I, I need to look that up and see that role. But everything I've seen him in is always like God. Even Shawshank. Shawshank. He's in, he's in jail, but he's still the, the, the voice of reason. Yes. Like Andy's like, I'm breaking out of this bitch, and he's like, Yeah, well, you know, I need to do my time. I did steal that shit. And you're like, what? So he always has integrity, man. So I, I fuck with Morgan Freeman, but yeah, he, uh, I don't know. He's like saying, playing the same role. Anyway, if you guys uh, like that voicemail thing, uh, you want to call and leave your voicemail, it doesn't have to be as long. Uh, 704 557 0186. And if you just want to tell us that we suck because you want me to give out your number, which is 703. 5812540, then we can do that too. You know, whatever you want to do, buddy. Whatever you want to do. Um, so I got a bunch of random shit to talk about. Um, Devin, and you know Devin. Mm -hmm. uh, Devin is one of my friends, and he had this rap group that he's promoting called the Random Tandem, right? Okay. And Black. Yeah. That was a Random Tandem. Beer and Black yeah. is the the name of the, the people. Right. Random Tandem is the name of the album. Right. Alright, so you need to put Beer and Black on that album somewhere, because I didn't see that shit. <laughs> I only knew they were Beer and Black from the first time he gave me that CD a long time ago. And um, this is a new album, and they have improved a lot. They are way better than they were before. Um, before I really think they was just smoking blacks and drinking beer, because this shit was all over the place. But this one is more like focused, the flow is more on, okay. and you know, I like more the beats and stuff. But it's just not my type of music. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But what's funny about this is like I was listening to like Eminem and all this other shit before. So and I and Devin's like, here man, check out this album. And I was like, alright man, but let me check it out on my own time because I really like the new albums I'm listening to and I this is the way I listen to music. But every time I see him he's like, check it out, check it out, check it out, right? So finally I'm just like, fuck it, man, I'll listen to it. I listened to it for like a day or two, and I was like, all right, man, I'm kind of forcing myself to listen to it. I'm still not really ready to have new music. I really like Eminem's album a lot right now, but it's like, you know, I listen to it for my boy. And so, um, <laughs> he was uh, talking shit about something the other day, and I was like, anyway, man, I listened to, your, to the album. I wasn't really feeling it. That was as far as I went. I didn't insult him. I didn't call him a name. I didn't, I didn't like say anything like, oh, these motherfuckers suck or anything. Just like I wasn't feeling it. So he comes back. He's like, well, yeah, well, your favorite group is a boy band. So you, what should I care about your taste in music? Motherfucker, you asked me. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? You asked me. I'm doing you the favor. Not the other way around. Like, how are you going to come up? So I came back. I was like, oh, that shit is whack then. How you feel about that? And he's like, well, you got bad taste, so... Your predictions never come true, so if you think they're whack, 
then that's probably good for him. I said, well, whack shit is selling. So I hope that they do well because these motherfuckers are whack and hopefully people will buy their shit. Now, did I mean that? No. no. But he should not have come and insulted me just because I didn't like the shit. I didn't even say the shit was whack. I didn't say anything to elaborate on what I didn't like about it. Just not my taste. Not not saying it's bad. Just not up my alley. How the fuck am I the villain? You know? Because people take things like that personal. For whatever reason, they feel like if you don't like their product or what they have, it's a personal insult. And instead of him just asking you why or asking you elaborate, it's just people just automatically get defensive. Like, yeah, like, do I check in on Devin and say, hey, did you check the latest podcast? Uh, I've been noticing you're not up on episodes, man. I've been checking the downloads. I, I can really give a fuck. Like, I do this for me. Hopefully people like it. Some people will. Some people keep up. Some people don't. don't. Yeah, we don't care. I'm not losing friendships over the shit. Or but if, if I came to somebody and they were like, or someone came up to me and they're like, and now I don't listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh no, you need to listen, man. Hurry up, make sure you listen, man. Make sure you listen. Then they finally listen. They're like, yeah, I checked it out. It's not my thing. And I go, fuck you, man. Who cares? You probably listen to the fucking radio anyway, you idiot. Like, really? Is that what are we doing that now? Oh, oh, that was frustrating. Um, anyway, man, don't random tandem uh, by Beer Black. Y'all listen to it for yourself. They have a Facebook group. Uh, you can go on there and click on like or dislike or, or whatever the fuck you do on Facebook. And I think they had their music up there and they're doing a concert in Charlotte. So, I mean, even though I could take the low road and diss those motherfuckers and try to keep people from going, please go out and support Devin so he can get his pennies out of a bunch and stop being butthurt over people's opinions. God damn. I, I'm a fucking elitist when it comes to rap. I say this. I listen to fucking Eminem. Jay-Z, The Roots, I listen to comments, I try to listen to the best people, I don't even listen to half the new rappers out because I just don't like that shit. I'm going to put Soulja Boy in my motherfucking uh, MP3 player. Oh, no. I joke on Waka Flocka. I don't listen to certain shit. I can't take Waka Flocka. He makes me want to fly away. I can't take him. <laughs> Waka Flocka. So unless you, feel like, unless you feel like the shit you gave me is Eminem late level or The Roots level, it's fucking with The Roots 12th album. I need to be on this shit instead. Unless you feel that way, get the fuck off my dick. I'm not dissing your boys. I don't listen to that much rap. I I only I pretty much exclusively listen to hip hop. But I would rather go listen to some old shit that's nice, like an old Outkast album. Way faster than I'm gonna listen to some new fucking shit just cause it's new. Oh, oh that was frustrating, man. Anyway, um, I was listening to uh, the Player Hater podcast mm-hmm. and. He was talking about relationships again, mm-hmm. um, and they were going over this relationship book, and this lady kept yeah. referring to this fucking relationship book, right? Uh, yeah. So I decided I want to write a relationship book. Okay. And I, the title of it is, Woman, Yes, You, The Woman Reading This, You Are Fucking Stupid. <laughs> and I think it would sell a lot of books, because if you think about it, most relationship books are read by women. And most of them are very disparaging to women. It's like, he don't want you, or some shit like that, or, you know, how to get control of your life, or whatever. Like, if I was the meanest, I think I would sell the most books. Because women just, they like to hear that they're the reason they're not happy. Because you can fix yourself. But if I told them the truth, which is like, man, shit is luck. You know, really just try to find, find you a good dude if you get lucky, and try not to fuck it up. That's really, the book would be a page. At most. 
<laughs> right? Paragraph and a half. But like this lady was really referring to this shit like some type of Bible, like a reference book. Yeah. Like the dude would be like, well, you know, guys are like this, that, and the other. She'd be like, well, you know, that's funny because in chapter three, I believe it was paragraph five, he was saying that the man is he's like, really? Is that who you do for your relationship? That's what's hot in the street. Is that who's, who who relationships work you? like that? You can't come in and be like, uh, you know, go to your girlfriend like, so you didn't cook tonight. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me check the book. Let me, <laughs> let me check the book real quick. See where this is. Uh, didn't cook, didn't cook. Oh, okay. Burn that damn book. I guess we're supposed to just go out to eat and then while we're eating out, I'm supposed to explain to you what happened and fuck, no one works like that. Mm. Just fucking grow up. Be patient. Um, oh, so I got ripped off on eBay. By this, my I bought a Bluetooth off of eBay. Okay, yeah. For eight ninety nine, uh, and it didn't include shipping or something like that, or like uh, shipping like was a, free. Like a headset. Yeah, Bluetooth headset for my phone. Got the shit. Um, charged it up overnight. As soon as I turned it on, the indicator that it's gonna charge down was on. Like it's one one like the blue indicator is fully charged. And then, like, maybe a minute later, this red light starts blinking, like, it's losing its charge. By the time I get to work, it's dead. I try recharging it over and over. Shit didn't work. Try that for days, too. Right? So I hit up up the seller. This shit's been like a month ago. I hit up the seller. Hey, dog, your shit don't work. I should have known something was up, because he hit me back and was like, okay, we'll send you another one. Not send me the shit back. Not... Oh my god, I'm so surprised. You want a refund? Nope. Just, I will send you another one. So I was like, well, what do you want me to do with this one? Keep it. Keep it? Yeah. So I get the next one. Same fucking problem. Same problem. They're doing something. Yeah, he's just selling fucking bootleg ass Bluetooth, man. And and I feel like... The $8.99 should have kind of cleared him right? I mean, it's eBay. I've actually gotten better Bluetooths out there for cheaper. Like, uh, isn't that amazing? I bought a Bluetooth off of there. It's paying from Japan. It was like $6. And the shit worked. And I lost it. It was my fault. I lose Bluetooths like, like, whores lose virginity or some shit, dude. I, I'm, if I go in the Dixies with a Bluetooth, that shit is gone. I don't even know why I go in there with that shit anymore. Well, at least you know how to use it, because, uh, I was at a restaurant, and this is when I first got a Bluetooth, because I didn't know nothing about a Bluetooth. I was just like, well, I'm, I, I want you to take it while you're driving so you won't be on the phone. I said, okay. So I'm sitting talking to my cousin, and I hear something in my ear that sounds like a truck backing up. And instead of me going, it's my Bluetooth, I kept looking around. I kept looking up in the air, <laughs> and it kept going off. And I kept saying, damn it, I wish this truck would back the hell up, because I'm tired of hearing it. Then I'm looking around going, I'm the only one that hears this. Something is wrong. And something said, you got your Bluetooth on. And I hit it, and Ross said, hello, I've been trying to call you for 10 minutes. I was like, damn it, that's that noise up here in my ear for 10 damn minutes. The problem I have with the Bluetooth thing is that I know it's a dickhead move to wear it when you're like around friends and in public. Yeah, that's the worst. So it's like I I know I should not take it off and put it in my pocket because then I'm just losing an expensive ass Bluetooth, and I end up losing like two of the like forty dollar Bluetooths because I would take them off around my friends so I don't be look like a douche and don't get joked on. And I go get in the car and I'm like, where the fuck is my Bluetooth gone? Because they're so tiny, man. Yeah. So anyway, man. Uh. Oh, so this dude is trying to be my friend on Facebook now, mm-hmm. and he wrote me this really nice letter, and he apologized to me um, because he was a dick to me um, earlier in life. Like he was, uh, he was a dude. He's a young kid, 
we played basketball together. Mm-hmm. And he would ask for like a ride to the gym and things like that. Which, you know, it's cool, whatever, you know. But he, like a couple times, I picked him up, drove him out to the YMCA, and he would act a fucking fool, try to fight people. Like, just, so it looks like I'm vouching for him because he came with me. Wow. And I got to give him a ride home, you know what I'm saying? And he was acting very entitled about the shit, you know, not very down to earth about it. Mm-hmm. And when I would try to talk to him, like, dude, you can't be just snapping on people like that. And he'd be like, man, fuck that shit, man. Fuck you, man. I do it. I was like, okay. All right, just change that number in my phone to do not answer. I know it's so. And, and I wrote the shit off. You know, I'm like, I always look at that as a favor. Like, hey, thanks for letting me know early in our relationship that you are not a motherfucker I can be friends with. Uh, yeah. It only cost me a little bit of gas. This is not getting me shot or stabbed yeah. because you don't know how to behave yourself. So I guess he joined Facebook and he looked me up and he hit me with this letter. He said, what's up, Rod? I'm just hitting you up to apologize for all the negative words and actions I gave you. I was young and childish and my life was, well, there was only a few months ago, but okay. <laughs> I was young and childish and my life was affected how I acted towards others. I'm much more mature now, now that I've experienced all that. All you could, if you could forgive me, it would be greatly appreciated. I've been out of town all summer playing AAU, so hopefully I'll see you at the YMCA this weekend. Um, so, yeah, I, I accept his apology because, you know, whatever. Yeah, he was, he was definitely in AA. Plus the U, which is like some extra, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous Unlimited. University. Yeah. <laughs> 12 step program. Yeah. <laughs> graduated from the 12 step program, so it became a university. Um, but yeah, he, so he apologized and shit. And I just said, alright, no problem, whatever. So then he tried to hit me up on Facebook chat, and I was like, that is enough. Yes. That is as far as the new friendship goes. That's right. I'm not getting sucked back into this. Ooh. And you still on do not call this. Yeah. This ain't you're gonna a user. You're going to have to work your way off that list. Yeah. Come on, dog. I'm not Rihanna. You're not going to just be abusing me and being abusive to me and have me coming back. You're just friends. Um, I noticed while I was in the drive-thru at Wendy's the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fucking... They were so backed up. And they were so busy. And they were training this new girl. And she just looked like flustered. And I realized that working cashier at the drive-thru and taking orders is probably the best preparation for a college or NFL quarterback you can have. You got the headset. You got to know all the plays and combinations. You better. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to know all the combos. You got your manager over here. That's like your coach. Yep. That shit is just like being a quarterback. I mean, it's good preparation and you know, when you're like it, 16. It is, though, because you know how they show the screens with the X's and the O's? You know how yep. you go in. You know, you got your combo number one, your combo number two. You know, you know this comes with onions, pickles, and yep. cheese. That's your X's and O's. Exactly. You got your audibles where the motherfucker's like, yo, man, I want pickles on my shit, but no mayo. That's an audible. Yep, I want you got to go to your hot route. You know? Yeah. Go to your hot route right there. Yeah. So, I thought that was real good. Uh... Good I think it will make a good commercial. I so, do McDonald's, somebody need to look dun, at dun, dun, dun. All you got to do, though, you got to find a quarterback that's willing to admit that he worked at McDonald's when he was like 16 or something. Uh-huh. So you can show 16-year-old Vince Young learning the shit. And then you fast forward to 20-something-year-old Vince Young. And you know what he got to do? He got to throw that food out the window like a football. No, that, <laughs> that's a horrible commercial. <laughs> what are you trying to... What are you trying to do to my commercial? Oh, stop. Advertisers, I do the ideas for commercials. Don't <laughs> don't listen to Cam. <laughs> so, um, I was looking at the commercial for Takers. Mm-hmm. It's got T.I. in it. 
Hayden Christensen who cannot act for shit. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Uh, the only dude in there that, that Mike can act is the dude that played Stringer Bell on The Wire. Yes, I, I can't remember. I think in this one he has his, his original accent with his British. Yeah, he's been playing British roles for a minute now. Um. Anyway, man, they all need to take some acting lessons because uh, uh, only one of them motherfuckers can uh, act, and people uh, are getting Paul Walker. Man, yes, Paul Walker, yeah, another yeah. non-acting ass dude, man. That makes it a D minus to start with. Seriously, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, as soon as I saw, like, and it was funny because. You edit a good trailer, you get some good music. They were using like a T.I. song. Yeah. And like, I would see people on Twitter like, yeah, man, I can't wait till this comes out. Why? Why? Why don't you just wait? Bad movie. Yeah. 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 Why don't you just punch yourself in the nuts on the day it comes out and you'll feel like you saw the movie and you saved $10. (laughs) Why do that shit to yourself? This is going to be a waste of money and time. The only way I would see it is to review it on this podcast. That's it. True. Um, I decided that Words with Friends, the app for the iPhone where you can play Scrabble with each other. Uh-huh. Um, when I get one of those Word with Friends updates in the middle of the day, like somebody just made a move. I think that's the same thing as saying so and so is taking a shit right now. Because <laughs> that's the only time that they're doing that. I, I play with Derek and that's about, about the time I uh, get on my business stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. I see. Facebook updates, Word with Friends. <laughs> Twitter. Text my girlfriend back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 9.30. Okay, he's kind of regular. This must be a normal day. Ooh, 8. No offense. Yeah. No offense, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> 7.45. Oh, he shouldn't have ate those nachos last night. He... Oh, really? <laughs> oh, 7.45 and 8.15? <laughs> you are busy. Going? Um, what? <laughs> I remember yesterday, or not yesterday, Sunday, we talked about the restaurants in Charlotte that were overcharging black patrons for uh-huh. like uh, CIAA and things like that where they cover have a cover charge they normally wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so a lot of um, people got uh, black people got together on Facebook and uh, Twitter and whatnot and they organized against this restaurant. The restaurant actually had to close down because they lost so much of their business. Um, and I was thinking about it. It's Who like, was that? What was it? It was, uh, what was the name of that restaurant? I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, There's someone downtown. Yeah, if you if you go back and listen to Sunday's episode, it's on there somewhere. Um, but, uh, was it Therapy? Therapy. Yeah, Therapy was the name of it. Um, I've never heard of it. So, it didn't bother me. I was like, well, whatever. You know. But yeah, what they were doing is, they would charge black people a gratuity and not white people. So just, no matter what, you yeah, if you came in there, two people, 20 people, whatever, you got hit with a gratuity if you're black. If you're white, it was like, oh, don't worry, they'll, they'll figure it out. And I'm right, sure... employee not say something, how do you be like, all right, see a black couple come in, you're going to charge a gratuity. <laughs> yeah. What if they're not eight charging. people? Yeah. No, it don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. Her person yeah. looking to buy this gratuity. That table looks kind of gratuitous, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, so what was funny though is like, they, you know, there was this uproar about it, and they did get the place closed. It was funny because the the guy who owned the business was like, "What about the black employees that work here? Now they're not gonna have jobs either." It's like uh, you need to say you didn't do that shit. He yeah. never said he didn't do it. Yeah. That is the wrong defense. Some of the bases first. Yeah, that is the old. Uh, that's the old. What's this girl's number doing in your pocket? you doing looking through my pockets that's that's what he did 
Oh, you got my yeah. Come on, girl. At the end of the day, you still get the hot grits thrown on you in the bathtub acting like that. <laughs> so, um, what I was thinking is when they have a cover charge for black patrons and events, um, I bet that the waiters don't even see that fucking money. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you're doing it to say, like, look, these black people are going to come in here. They're not going to tip. So, we're going to charge extra $20 at the door to come in. All right. You tell your waiters that. But do they see that twenty dollars, or does that go to the owner's pocket? Because if so, mm-hmm. then fuck you. You're not well, doing yeah, me a favor. If it's, at, if it's at the door, the waiter, the waiter, won't see it. Yeah, you just took twenty dollars out of the dude's pocket that might have come to me, might not have. But I know for sure it ain't coming to me if you get it. And I get can't it. believe the employees didn't say anything. There's, there's got to be one level-headed person working in that place. Dude, and that person probably had enough sense to quit. Really? I, nah, it's not like well maybe, but the thing with those waiters is. You get used, we were waiters. Yeah. You get used to getting treated like shit. You make below minimum wage. Yeah, but I've been in the restaurant industry for eight years, and, and if somebody said to me, hey, charge these people extra because right. of X. Yeah. It light seems, bulb goes yeah, off. It seems like, over wow. the line. It yeah. seems over the line. Like, that would be where you got the line. And I think, too, a lot of times the more educated you are, even if you're in that field, you're more to say, hey, Kind of less educated y'all. You go okay, whatever. But when you I, also, I think people with options are just like I ain't gonna be here. And anymore. that's true. Like I could give a fuck about these people, the customers, you, the fucking facilities. Shit could burn. As long as I get my check, I'm cool. But I guess, um, like Cross said, you do think you would think that that is a line. Yes. But I mean, if you think about it, though, man, like clubs. You know, they tell the dude, like you know, my boy Ski, you tell him. He worked the door, and they would tell him, like, hey, you letting in too many black people. Like, that's one of those things where, like, if the racism is up front enough, you will accept that shit. It's just got to be up front enough. Like, if you just come up and you're like, look, we ain't letting no niggas in tonight. It's like, okay, I'm not touching that. <laughs> just just remember when the fucking Facebook strike starts, I didn't have shit to do with this. I know it, so my name is not going to be on there. So, anyway, man, um... The Bad Girl Club came on last night. Yes, it did. Uh, it wasn't the greatest episode. No. But the, the highlights of it, uh, Kat invited all her friends down from Philly. Is that the one where they got all the girls in the house or whatever? Yeah. They just party? It's yeah. the BGC. It comes on oh, the no. Ox. Um, you, put, you watch that and uh, basically they put a bunch of quote-unquote bad girls, probably with criminal records, definitely with tattoos, definitely some stripping and some horrors. Minimal. 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 <laughs> so, you you have them come through the crib, and, uh, you know, they all get in shit. They hate each other. They got a new roommate. They hate her. They hazed her for some reason and made her drink shots until while they all drank water. But the thing is, they were like, the first shot was we drank water and she drank a real shot. But then it's like, okay, what about the rest of the shots, bitches? Y'all were all drunk. Don't try to make it look like she was just drunk and fucking alcoholics. And they walk around in bikinis all and day. Underwear and bras, like. Is that the fucking uniform of the house? Is that what I you get when you get I'm there? I'm assuming so. They look like they just put on some drawers and bras and just walked out. Somewhere. Welcome to the mansion. Here's your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So they had that shit. Then Kat invited her friends down from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and it looked like all the state property or whatever the fuck rap label came through the house. Breaking shit up, throwing up, oh my throwing God. up on the side, on the like, on the uh, where the area where you go to smoke, 
screwing all up on the ground over there. Fighting. Fighting two, a dude and a girl smacking each other like Jay Mariotti, just beating the shit out of each other <laughs> right in fucking public. It was like, really? Did yeah, we not learn anything from Chris Brown? You know, like, how are y'all gonna beat each other up like this on, on camera? Didn't yes. even blur their faces out, so they signed a release form. Gotta have the ratings, man. I guess, but these aren't even motherfuckers that are oh, in the house. The show. This would be like me. This would be like you invite me and Karen over for dinner, and, and it's a dinner party, and then we just domestically start beating the shit out of each other in your house. What and the your fuck? Camera happens to catch it. Yeah, like, and even if it's a reality show, it's Cross's reality show, not mine. Yeah. That's right. They're not gonna follow me home. It's just I, we're just two people beating the shit out of each other. It was embarrassing. I'm a, I'm a fan of foolishness. I, I'd like. To I, am that. I am too. I am too. <laughs> I watch it. I'm a big fan of foolishness. I watch it. Really, they got me the first episode. I'm, I'm in. But um, I'm trying to think of the other highlights because I want to go through. Oh, Brandy, the chick that looks like Antoine Dotson. Um, she brought uh. A girl home, one night stand. They're all le- lesbians. Yeah, yes. this one's all a lesbian. One? Not all of them. No. This one is. Uh, She's a stripper and a lesbian. Brought a girl home, one night stand. Comes out, starts telling everybody about it, about everybody about it, and she's like, "Yeah, we were." She was choking me and all this shit, and I was like, "Who breaks out choking on a fucking one night stand?" Like that's a sign of issues. Choking is a little early. A lot of issues. If I meet you four hours ago. I don't even feel comfortable pulling out the choking move in four hours on a one night stand. Like, I just learned your first name. It's a little early in the game for the choke. And then, and then, like, if you're with a chick, I mean, obviously you do it. If you're a guy, you do it just because you're like, um, I gotta get this pussy. But you would think about that shit after you came, like, this bitch is crazy. And got some issues. She needs to be choked immediately. I don't even... <laughs> we don't know anything about each other. You don't know what kind of car I drive. This is ridiculous. So, um, that was a big thing. And then, obviously, when the, the state property people start acting up in the house, uh, Brandy goes crazy. And as they were, she gets mad at these people because they came in the house and they're breaking shit, right? Keep in mind, we're three weeks in. Brandy has broken shit in every episode so far. Yes, she has. Like, anytime there's an argument, she just starts breaking shit. It's not their house. It's obviously not their furniture. Because no one would do that to their own shit, you know? And I don't care what nobody said. If they had to pay for this, you would see tissue paper flying around. Yes, seriously. So Some pillow fights. Yes. With lesbians. Yes. Dude, you would not break shit in the crib. So, um... People start breaking shit, so she goes crazy talking about, this is my house, this is my house. Breaks a bunch of shit, and Danielle had told her earlier that um, she used to be a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. That's not something you tell people in the bad girls club. Because mm-hmm. when it's time to pop off, they're going to bring it back up. That's something you tell anyone anyway. Right. Like, that's some shit you tell, like, your lover. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I used to be on the H. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be a problem now that we've had this kid together. <laughs> but, like, that's not some shit you just tell a person that no, is Brandy known for being too. argumentative. Yes. So, of course, Brandy broke out there. Yeah, that's why I used to be on heroin, you fucking... And, and, I can't feel too bad, though, because Danielle started out by saying, You're a stripper, you're a whore, and all this shit. And I was like, oh, here it comes. And so, Brandy hit her back with, hey, you used to be on heroin, you fucking drug addict, skank, blah, blah, blah. And this girl has a tantrum like a two-year-old dude. She's like, why? You don't do that. 
you don't go there and just starts crying like people are dragging her away and shit and then they just stop the episode what right there what you expect I mean come on now you can't go calling her a whore and not expect nothing to come back and shout out to the dude that um took his shirt off and was willing to fight those bitches if they if it came down to it. I don't know who that dude was. No, he was hilarious. He was just a random ass dude in the house, and they start yelling. He just takes his shirt off. It's like what, bitch? What? And she spit on him, and he like fucking threw a flower pot at her. Like I was like, this. Where are the police? <laughs> who's the dude that owns? Who's the dude that owns the mansion next door? And why doesn't he just have the police on speed dial? Like, hey man, they at it again, dog. My kids in here trying wow. to sleep. We watching fucking Barney and his shit go then. All right, so um, what time of the day do y'all take a shower? In the morning, and if it's really hot when I get back home. What about you, Carlos? Same. Yeah, I mean, first thing when I get up, and then uh, you know, probably if if uh, doing anything out in the hot weather. As soon as I walk back in the door, I mean, that's the first thing on my mind. Again. I take showers at night, and I think I'm in the minority. I take my showers at, the, at right before bed. I like to get in my bed clean, fresh. I wake up in the morning and go to work and shit, but I still feel like I'm fresh because I was in bed, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't doing shit, but... I know mean, some people like that. I don't know if it's a minority thing, as far as... wash up in the morning. Nighttime, daytime, but... Um, I, I, can, I can understand that. I think it's, I'm going to make it a poll. A I'm going to make it a poll. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough choice to make. I like going to bed fresh. You know? Yeah. And you're out all Saturday. You want to go to bed nice and clean. Um, but I don't know. Something, about, something about waking up in the morning and getting get, get your work clothes on. Yeah, I think for me it wakes me up. Just that heat. That, just... That's another group. For me, um, the thing is, too, I also I play ball. I go to the gym. So, a lot of times I come home and I'm like, alright, I gotta take a shower. I can't yeah. not get in the bed. I used to have a, um, uh, when I went to camp one summer, I had this, like, bunkmate that would just get in the bed fucking from playing ball. Like, dude, what the fuck? T- take a shower. That's disgusting. Anyway, um, I was gonna get into this Facebook breakup with some people we know, but I don't wanna say it. Just, you cannot tell me to mind my own business. If your fucking Facebook status is your personal business, yeah. you do not get to fucking pull that card. I'm sorry, that is out of line. Private conversation. Yeah, when I see you in public and I ask you like, "Dude, what's going on?" You can't be like, "What? I can't believe you would ask me that." Um, motherfucker, you updated it twelve times a day. Okay, I've been here. You got STDs and shit, and it's on Facebook, and all our friends see it. I would like some clarification, please, before I just take a sip of this beer after you. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> anyway, man, um, I was talking about Drake again. I'm not a big uh, fan of his album, but all these people have been coming up to me lately telling me, like, listen to this song by Drake. Listen to this song by Drake. And I don't want to have to hunt and find all your songs. Have your best songs on the album. Is that a That's foreign concept? Right. I should not have to wait, listen to your mediocre album and then have everybody go, yeah, but if you would have listened to this other shit... You shouldn't have to skip. Yeah, seriously. But you can't call. You can't defend that. Um, Piranha 3D. I saw that. It's a horrible, bad movie. But I like the 3D gimmick. But and it's fun. It is. But it's horrible. It is fucking. I heard it was pretty gruesome. It is very gruesome. They know, like, they know what they're doing. Like you get what you came for. You know what I'm saying? But uh, unless you go to a matinee show where it should be five dollars and they charge you ten seventy five because it's 3D. Then you did not get what you paid for. <laughs> and that is what happened to me. Fuck those guys. 
Um, but yeah, so it wasn't that good. But, uh, you know, check it out anyway. Alright, man, let's do some news and then we get the fuck out of here. Actually, we got a lot of news, but we'll try to go through it fast. Uh, five-year-old boy found safe after man inadvertently picks up wrong child from Dallas school. Wow. Yeah, how about them cowboys? What was he just picking it up like a dog? Yeah, you come out. (laughs) How about them cow little boys? (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing picking up a five-year-old that ain't yours by accident? That's fucking impossible. He didn't pay no attention. He's like, oh, you moving? Come here. That's impossible. (laughs) I guarantee they caught a child molester. And just in time, he just got out of this with this lucky ass. I mean, because I mean, you don't know your own child. I mean, unless they're twins or something, I don't understand that. A five-year-old boy was permitted to leave a love-filled area elementary school with a stranger Tuesday in a case of mistaken identity that was initially feared to be a child abduction. Um, love-filled, man, that's not a good place to be for child abduction. Um, the boy. A kindergarten student was found safe and is back with his parents. Police said the man who picked him up from school inadvertently picked up the wrong child. Police say Roberto Pinagua, maybe he was Mexican or something, Roberto, Spanish, maybe, I don't know, 40, was not charged with any offense related to the child. He was arrested on minor unrelated warrants. Wait, wait, stop, stop. I could not have warrants. And go pick up the wrong kid. That is not a mistake you want to make, dude. Yeah. And you, if you, what is this just like, oh, they all look alike to me, man. Anybody under the age of six, I. They should, they should have had a picture of the two separate kids. <laughs> That's what I need to see. Let everybody judge for themselves. <laughs> like, if one's like black and one's white, it's like, nah, dog, you ain't gonna molest that kid. Go to prison. Um, the incident sparked panic among parents at the Maple Lawn Elementary who questioned how such a misunderstanding could occur. District officials said they were reviewing campus dismissal procedures. Dallas police say Panagua entered the school at 3120 Inwood Road about 12.30 p.m. and told the kindergarten and took the kindergartner. Panagua had picked the boy up in what was described to be a black or dark purple van. Uh, it had to be a van. <laughs> yes. It had to be a van. He's a child molester. Wow. <laughs> the KY lotion in the wine cooler. If he was sitting there and, you know, how the kids run out to their parents' cars and they just jump in the car. Right. And, you know, it'd be one thing, but he was in the school said, I want that one. For my purple or dark fitted van. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, school leaders say the wine coolers and condoms were... Mi- oh, wait, no, wait. School leaders realized <laughs> the student was missing when a parent came to pick him up. City and school district police searched the neighborhood and found the boy at Panagua shortly before 3 p.m. Yeah, um, we haven't long? Yeah, yeah, for a couple of hours. That kid's leggy as buttholes intact, man. Chill, my yeah. Um, <laughs> a police said in a prepared statement that Panagua was supposed to pick up a kindergarten at the school but got the wrong one. Uh, William Isn't said that, that partially the school's fault too. I mean, yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, How are you not double checking that? Strange dude comes to pick up random kid. You might want to check his ID. It might help. They're just out on the lawn. Kindergarten is here. Yeah, <laughs> I want to give up free. Yeah. He's Half like, off today, seventy five percent. You, the man with the candy, sold. Um, William said there was apparently a lapse in judgment by someone at the school. But that he didn't think the incident reflected any systematic weak, uh, weaknesses in the district's procedures. Other than the child rape loophole. Wow. Um, Williams refused to take any questions at the evening news conference, including why school officials released a child to an unrelated adult or what happened to the other child 
who Fanago was supposed to pick up. Yeah, what did happen to the other kid? What's that? Yeah, how was that child even related to him? Was his ass even supposed to be on school grounds? I don't know. Uh, they're still in the process of redoing, reviewing everything, apparently. Those are questions they have, too. The incident occurred during the noon dismissal for kindergarten students at the school and said Sandra Guerrero, uh, DISD spokeswoman. Uh, to our understanding, the person did come into the school and we had a student unaccounted for. I mean, well, that's fucking obvious. Um, some parents talked about the incident in small groups at the school ended. We are scared, said Edith Olive, who has a 10-year-old daughter at the school. That is kind of true because, like, you got to figure this is like... Ali Ali oxen free for all the child predators in the area. Yeah. Like, they don't even check them here at them. They're going to have purple, purple, blue, and gray bands pulling up everywhere. They're going to have to call Chris Hansen to this school to protect these kids. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> have a seat over there. Damn it. I was too slow. Uh, sex tape identifies suspects in break in. <laughs> wow. It wasn't tough to identify the suspects in a break in in a rural home at Washington State. Uh, the bare facts were right there. The Grays Harbor County Sheriff Office says a neighbor who came to collect the mail while the owner was away surprised a man and a woman having sex on the floor Monday. <laughs> Chief Deputy David Pimentel, I don't know how you say that, Pimentel, says the naked couple fled, leaving behind the camera, which had been stolen elsewhere. <laughs> That's a new fetish. I ain't never heard of that one. Let's steal the camera. Break into Let's break house. into somebody else's house, not where we stole this camera, because that would be easy. So let's let's go to another house where we don't know if anybody's there or not. Break in there, have film ourselves having sex on this fucking camera, and when we get caught, let's leave the camera behind. Um, wow. Pimentel said too that the deputies who checked the video recognized a couple couple from previous contacts. So do you think they were in there like? Oh wait, I know that. They're a serial <laughs> sex video camera. Store. Yeah, I bought this tape last time. I mean, I know those people. The 39-year-old woman was arrested for investigation of burglary, and arrest warrant was issued for the 31-year-old man. Oh, she was robbing the cradle and robbing the cameras and robbing the house. Taking it all. Uh, at least two dozen CMS football players declared ineligible. This is here in Charlotte. Oh, yeah, they busting them. Uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg school officials discovered at least two dozen ineligible football players practicing on school teams this month. Wow. Players were removed before the first game Friday, saving their teams from having to forfeit any victories should the eligi- ineligibility been discovered during the season. CMS reported that Mallet Creek High School discovered 13 to 15 ineligible players based on absences from last school year, grades, and or residency requirements. Oh. That was a big problem back home, too. People trying to be on a certain team, they, they fake their addresses so that they can enroll in that, that high school. This is, now, is this in Texas or is this in no, no, Virginia? Virginia, yeah. Because I... Like I look at I look at this as a step forward for Charlotte because it means that we're taking football serious around here. Like if you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Basically, I mean you got to get these powerhouse <laughs> schools together so that Kurt, uh, whatever his name is, will invite us to that tournament in Ohio and shit. Like yeah. you're not gonna make it half-assing it. You got to forge some fucking stuff out there. In these kids. Yeah. Yeah, you know now um you have to pay to play. You know it's like uh, I think um what is it middle school is it. Fifty dollars per sport in high school is like a hundred dollars per sport. I heard really. Yeah, I uh-huh. heard some they crazy, pay now. crazy stuff. I think it was just yesterday that if 
you know, you're you're part of the Charlotte busing program, which I don't understand to begin with. Yeah. If you're part of that, you got to pay for your kid to ride the bus. God, dog, man. Where are where's the tax money going? Where's, Dude, what, that's the I thing, man. I understand the budget's behind, and you know we're laying off teachers right. on the right, which is a problem with me to begin with. Right. But if you're making, if you say, hey, you live over here, but you're in a certain socioeconomic economic, status. Yeah. So we're gonna bust you over here, but, but you gotta, gotta pay us. Yeah, because you're broke. Yeah, <laughs> that is fucked up, wow. man. That is fucked up, man. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know where the money goes. I mean, I'm assuming motherfuckers just spending on whatever they want. I mean, we got that those big ass orange circles out there by that um, rail downtown uh, and on South Boulevard. Uh, the art, the yeah. crazy ass artwork. Like here's four hundred thousand dollars worth of orange circles. <laughs> okay, yeah. We don't really need Look to bust like those kids. Donuts. Yeah, why well, bust those kids when we can have these beautiful circles? Damn, were you gonna say something? No, I was just thinking, and when you talking about pay to play, in order, I know, I don't know about other districts, but here in Charlotte Mecklenburg, in order for you to, um, they've actually raised money to cover expenses for children that can't afford it. Right. But you have to qualify for free or reduced lunch uh, in order for you to get any assistance to so, play a sport. Yeah, I mean, so you, you gotta be you, extra poor. You know, because they charging. But they were saying we'll cover it, but you, but some of the stipulations that you got to qualify for free reduced lunch. I, I would and not be surprised if they start finding people that are just bankrolling like a shit ton of kids. Yeah, if I was, if I was uh, uh, not necessarily a coach, but say I was interested in the team doing well, mm-hmm. and I had a couple extra oh, kids. Oh, them couples are going. Yeah, them fees. Them are kids gonna gonna be going to my school, dude. Them, yeah, them fees <laughs> are going to get paid, and and that's kind of what happens. And I know. Here at um, CMS2, they actually uh, started cracking down where they're actually going and verifying addresses now because they're saying people are using like UPS addresses, yeah. PO boxes. Yeah, so so that's how they found a lot of them because they will actually say, we're going to go to every student in CMS this, in high school and see if this is a legit address. Well, anyway, Butler High, the defending state 4A champions, removed four players. The school faced Winston-Salem powerhouse Mike Tabber in its opener. District-wide numbers are not available Friday. The Observer requested data from selected schools after hearing reports this week of players being forced to leave their teams. Uh, CMS officials say players were identified via new district rules created after an athletic after the athletic eligibility, eligibility, ugh, eligibility scandals of 2007-2008 school year. The system is working, says CMS Communications Director... Latarja Henry. This shows obviously a white woman. Um, this shows us that our coaches and athletic directors are more diligent than before the season begins. So I just think they're probably catching them because they're like, "Look, we can't forfeit these wins." Yeah, didn't they have that big thing with South Mac and? The, the, I think it was, was West Charlotte. West Charlotte, one of them because them people was yeah, hot. There. They had to forfeit like every fucking win because yes. of one kid. So I'm sure that like if nothing else, that will get you to find who the fuck shouldn't be on your team. That's true. Because you do not want that coming up in December. That's the wrong time to be like, so remember um Juan Gonzalez and how we didn't know his real name or his ID? Yeah. Why is he gonna be a Mexican? Cause it's an ineligible residency. <laughs> and when I hear ineligible residency, I hear illegal Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> and you say I'm racist? Oh no no! I, I listen. I listen to talk radio. That's not racism. Um, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars found in arrested Apple manager's home. Uh, search for Apple manager Paul Shin Devine's house earlier this morning by federal agents. 
turned up more than $150,000 in cash stored in shoeboxes. Oh! According to statements made by prosecutors Monday. Divine, an Apple Global Supply Manager, was arrested last week for allegedly taking kickbacks from several suppliers to Apple. He pleaded not guilty to 23 counts of wire fraud, money laundering, conspiracy, and accepting kickbacks last week. The indictment says he used his role at Apple to acquire confidential information, which he then sold to several suppliers to help them negotiate better contracts with his employer. Uh, besides the U.S. banknotes and shoeboxes, uh, he was also found to have $20,000 in other currencies. Uh, because federal prosecutors believe that there was more than to that stash of bills, Devon has been ordered to give them access to two personal safe deposit boxes, boxes Signed and signed over the contents of what the Department of Justice Attorney Michelle Kane said called a significant number of accounts overseas. Damn. That, along with the bail bond payment of $600,000, will secure his release Ooh. from jail before the eventual trial. Damn, he fucked up, man. He must have been balling before he got caught, though. Yeah. 150k in the in the shoeboxes, man. Oh, we going back. That's better than just keeping porn in there like I do. That is. <laughs> he came up. Uh, speaking of porn, two Amish men faced incest and bestiality charges in Grant County. Oh. Lancaster, Wisconsin. Two Amish brothers are <laughs> facing a <laughs> string of sexual assault charges, including <laughs> including committing Those incest. Poor animals. Including committing incest and engaging in bestiality. Incest? Is this your brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. That are family members, I guess. Cousins. Um, authorities issued two criminal complaints on Tuesday for the man for the men, Christian G. Stolzevus, and he was 19 and of Fenimore, and Danny G. Stolzevus, 18 of Fenimore. Uh, they were su- they were the subjects of a three-month investigation by Grant County Sheriff's Department. It took three months to figure three shit months? out. Three months. They're Amish. What are you? What the? Maybe it took so long. Lights. What's going on here? That's what I was thinking. Maybe it took so long because I mean, what are you gonna do? Tap that phone? Uh, true. Right? You know, you can't track their internet. They don't use that shit. Well, you can't. You can't do just drive, drive by and you're like, oh, he's taking a goat now. Yeah. <laughs> goat is in the house. Goat is in the house. They had to get somebody undercover, man, like dressed in a sheep uniform. What? The, <laughs> the men face charging involved, involving at least six different family members and multiple animals. Wow. You gotta feel bad if you're a family member too, because it's like, really? I'm the same as an animal to you? You you would fuck me or a goat. And a goat too. Right? I mean, I get that I don't want to be abused, but you're not doing much for my self-esteem. <laughs> At all. Were you with Mr. Jingles last night? <laughs> you smell like goat milk. Is that goat milk on your breath? Um, Christopher Stokes is charged with having repeat. I can't believe I'm making fun of this shit, but whatever. Repeated sexual assault of a child. Four counts of first-degree sexual assault of a child under the age of 13 without great bodily harm. Attempted first-degree sexual assault of a child under the age of 13 without great bodily harm. Two counts of incest. Exposed genitals of or public area. Um, two counts of sexual gratification with an animal. Authorities said they believe these incidents occur- occurred over a four-year period. Wow. Who's the snitch on this? Who has yeah, two good. counts of sexual gratification with an animal? What, what, what the hell is that in the books? I mean, I don't know. How do, you get, how do you get caught the second time? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's these goats, man. They snitching. 
You know what I'm saying? These yeah. ghosts, these ghosts are clearly going up to the police department and being like, "Hey, look, bro, <laughs> shit, I gotta bring something to your attention." No, yeah. I, know. I know I look like I'm just munching on some grass over yeah. here, but there's some stuff happening. I ain't no snitch, man, but uh, these dudes really go hard. Um, <laughs> investigators said that some of the incidents occurred at an Amish farm in Hickory Grove Township. Additionally, some of the actions uh, with Kristen Stolzis is accused of committing are alleged to have occurred on another farm in Mount Ida Township. Are they traveling? Authorities said the victims at the time ranged in the age of 5 to 16 years old. Oh! But is that goat years or human years? I hope that's goat years. Like, you can't really just count that shit all the same. Um, the age of the victims is a concern to us. Oh, word? Way to go out on the limb. The goats. Way to go out on limb, that sheriff. Really didn't know if you'd be outraged about that one or not. Uh, there was also some developmental issues with some of the victims. And hopefully their work with social services will address those things. Yeah, they probably fucked them kids up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, too. So, anyway, man. That's going to be trust the SVU. Yes. There's very special victims. Yeah. Uh, goats and kids. Um, oh, we got a couple comments about the show. Mastermind84 on uh, SOHH.com, the message board I posted the show on. Mm-hmm. So I listened to the show, another strong episode. Enjoyed the commentary on casual sex because we talked about uh, that article about casual sex last mm-hmm. time. Also, you got me into watching the Bad Girls Club. All them hoes are crazy, but unattractive as hell. Although Cat could get broke off something serious. Isn't that a contradiction? Or are you trying to say that you like unattractive women? Because you just uh, said they were all unattractive, but you would have sex with Kat. Serious. Something serious. I don't know what that means. Uh, you guys made it seem like she was some beast. She really isn't. Anyways, dope show. Continue the great work. I don't think she's a beast, but, you know, she's just very... She's on the thicker persuasion of women, is what I'm saying. Like, of the women, she would she's be a linebacker to everybody else's, like, wide receiver. Uh, uh-huh. I was trying to more say along the lines of... You don't want to fight that bitch Is what I would say Even as a man I would be like Please Just don't hit me Just (laughs) Talk talk shit about me I don't care But I don't want to go to jail Also Your wife Karen Is cool as heck The shit she is willing to talk about I'm stunned that any woman Would speak on LOL Also What's the name of the pimp podcast I asked because I found one And it costs money Um, The name of the pimp podcast Is Who are those guys Um, Search for it on iTunes and I said, yes, Karen is cool. And then he was like, man, you don't have to be sarcastic. It's like, what? I was agreeing with you. <laughs> what kind of shit is, what's sarcastic about that? I married her. Of course I think she's cool. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Um, Triple Head, Triple Head responds, look at, uh, oh, LOL at the gayness test. Um, because we took a test last to see if I was gay. If I was gay. Remember that email? Uh, yeah, that email. Yeah. So we took that test live on the air. And I figured out I'm 38% gay, man. I was amazed. So I'm almost bisexual. Um, and he said, it, edit, wait, you can't trim your pubes? Cot damn. And that was because part of the gay t- test said if you trim your pubic hair too tight, then you might be gay. So Too tight meaning like... If it's shaved just, all the way off or if it's trimmed up too much... You, that's a yes. Like you got a flower in there or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Landing strip. I don't know what they're using to judge. Ah. They got kind of specific, but yeah, not You got to keep your fade right and your lines tight. That's what I'll, I'll say. You just <laughs> you trim it up down there. Maybe don't edge it up. I think that should be, you know, like, it's kind of like your lawn where you want to yeah. keep it low. Manicured, yeah. But, you know, if you get in there with the weed whacker and you start getting around the edges a little bit, 
that might be a little too much for your balls. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But that was their that was their estimation. I didn't believe any of that shit because I know I ain't gay. And I was like, really? Some of this shit was just like, if he takes phone calls when you're not around, he's gay. I tell you, that, that lady had. She's been cheated on. Drunk, <laughs> drunken mortgage worker shoots computer server. Uh, prosecutors say a drunken Utah mortgage company employee opened fire on the firm's computer server. They called police, told officers someone stole his 45 caliber weapon and shot the server. Word. Yeah. What? Yeah. So someone stole my gun. This is an amazing frame. Someone stole my gun, broke into my job, (laughs) not their job, my job, shot up the fucking computer server with my gun, and I called you to let you know it wasn't me. Why would I do that? We know what you look like. He also shot my wife for some reason because the bitch wouldn't shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Joshua Lee Campbell was charged with felony criminal mischief and three misdemeanors. Carrying a weapon while under the influence, lying to police, and public intoxication. So he was also drunk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe that's why he thought it was a good idea to call the cops, man. That'd be great. Investigators said I, two. Yes, I need a, this audio. I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan of police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators said Tuesday that the 23 year old Salt Lake City man called the police on August 12th, claimed the man stole his gun, fired it to the $100,000 computer server owned by Rand Life Home Loans. Investigators say the determined camera returned to the office late at night after drinking at an evening concert and shot the server. So he went to a concert, <laughs> took his gun, came into work, and shot the fucking server up? What did the server do to you, Devin? You got tired of your iTunes going down? I don't understand. <laughs> Monitor my internet, serious. will you? I know, right? A um, uh, Republican candidate wants to turn prisons into dorms for welfare recipients and teach them personal hygiene. Um... I guarantee this isn't going down good. Republican candidate. Uh, uh, I always, always feel bad for when Republicans get ideas where it's like the kind of shit that I talk about when I'm drinking with my boys. But I'm like, you can't say that shit. It's like, it's funny to us, but if you put a camera on me and was like, yeah, man, so what do you think we should do with these poor people? I wouldn't be like, put them in prison. Teach them how to brush their teeth. That's what the problem is. Uh, Republican. Oh, you need pause? Alright, hold on. Uh, and we're back from the bathroom break. So, um, Republican candidate for governor, Carl Palladino, said that he would transfer... Oh, he's a candidate, so maybe he's just trying to say something to get drum up some support. He would transfer some uh, New York prisons into dormitories uh, dormitories for welfare recipients. Her- wait, Repo- wait, New York's prisons... Aren't full? Yeah, I was about to say they have space. Huh? That is that is way different than I would would thought. <laughs> I don't know anybody that don't need more prisons in America. We all like build more prisons, build a school, build a prison. Um, all these dormitories, the people would work in state sponsored jobs, get employment, training, and take lessons in personal hygiene. Paladino, who is popular with the many Tea Party activists is competing for the Republican nomination with former U.S. Representative Representative Rick Lazio. The primary is September 14th. He first described uh, the idea in June at a meeting of the Journal News of White Plains and spoke about it again this week with the Associated Press. So he didn't just say this once. He repeated that shit. So he means it. So, hey, I guess if you're going to run on this shit, you might as well 
stick to your guns. Yep. Ah, flinch. Yeah, the worst thing he probably could have said. The thing is, like a lot of people, they'll, they'll say something stupid, and then they have to run with it. Right. Ah. Uh, right. I think, yeah. like, the difference between a lot of these Republicans and Sarah Palin is that when she said something dumb, she's like, no, no. I meant that shit. I'm not <laughs> taking any of this back. I feel like you are the dumb one now. Because <laughs> I, I meant and what you I disagree. said. Yeah, whether you agree or not, don't ever question if I meant that. Um, instead of hand, handing out welfare checks, we'll teach people how to earn their check. We'll teach the personal hygiene, the personal things that they don't get when they come from dysfunctional homes. Oh man, just like that—that that is the kind of thing you can't say. Mm. But I was thinking it. <laughs> like I like I don't necessarily disagree with that shit. It's just like but you don't. It's just you say can't that. say it. Though. Like it's yeah, gotta be a better way to say it. When or you're something. running political office. But uh, I mean, I guess if you look at it like this, look, these people aren't gonna vote for me, right? right. I'm a Tea Party dude. I'm a Republican. I'm conservative. Yeah, no, most of them are not. These votes are zero to me. I'm not getting one percent of this vote. So if I say this shit, if the backlash is from them, I don't really have anything to worry about. If the backlash is from other white people and from other conservatives, then I might be in trouble. So it's really about, you know, what is the state really looking for? If that's they're looking true. for a hardcore conservative they got that's it. not afraid to come out and say shit, like, you know, if this is Arizona, we'd all be like, yeah, well, I guess you're going to win, you know? This depends <laughs> on the state. Throughout his campaign, Paladino has said the New York's rich menu of social service benefits encourages illegal immigrants and needy people to live in the state. He has promised a 20% reduction in the state budget and a 10% income tax cut if elected. I, I won't lie. I've never believed him when they do this shit. I don't give a fuck if you're Democrat or Republican. Yeah, we're going to cut the taxes and increase all this revenue. And all, Okay, alright. Everything is going to be greater in this utopia. We ain't gonna have to pay for shit, and we gonna get shit. Amazing! <laughs> you can do, you can have it all. Let me wave <laughs> my magic wand. But when you're running, you know everybody says that, so I don't really hold that against any politician. But every, it doesn't matter, president, mayor, whatever. Whenever they start talking like that, I'm always like, and this is the bullshit part. Let's keep going. Where when are you gonna talk about shit you can actually do? But um, <laughs> apparently this dude is gonna reduce the budget and taxes. Um. New York receives a federal block grant to provide cash and other forms of welfare to very low-income residents. Federal law already requires welfare recipients to do some form of work to receive benefits, but Paladino believes it's not an effective enough measure. So they do require them to work to get shit, but I guess yeah, and I guess I would have to know. And that's the thing about these articles and these fucking newspapers; they never, ever, ever go into enough detail for me to actually have form a real opinion on what they're talking yeah, about like true. what do they have to do now to get the fucking money like whenever you hear people talking bad about welfare it's like okay you'll have the other side go well look they actually do have to get jobs and they have to do this and you have to do blah 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 okay specifically what the fuck are they doing I would just like to know it's my money yeah. What what are they doing to get my money it's not it's not a fucking I shouldn't feel like an asshole to answer that to have to ask that question and the newspaper should already be asking that so then, at least when I'm talking about this and you're having a debate about it, I can go, well, technically, this guy already only makes $8,000 a year, so he needs some money, but he's fucking got to do this program and this program, which shows that he's trying to do better for himself, so I'm okay with him getting my money. But you can't 
But if, if you're just going to not go into detail, you can paint a caricature of either way of, oh no, everyone on welfare is hardworking and they hate it. Or everybody on welfare is fucking lazy and they, they love it. Like, I would like to know. That's true. And how much money are they getting? Cause not, I, not enough. Like, you hear nightmare stories where it's like, not, not, this motherfucker was riding around in an Escalade with spinners on it. And then you hear other stories where it's like, man, we couldn't rub two crackers together where I was at. Yeah, and, and, and it frustrates me with the stories because, like you said, I would like to know more details. I would like to know more specifics, you know, of, of what's really going on. Because in order to form a true opinion about it. Right. I gotta, you gotta feed me more information. And I, 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 I really do believe in the basic decency and goodness of Americans as a whole. I think we're stupid as fuck, but I think we try to be good people. And I think even if you're poor, you're gonna try to do better for yourself. Now that's just my personal belief. That if I'm a cynical motherfucker, I'm sitting around like, shit, if I could get a check for staying at home, I would do that shit. So you got, all these people putting our own emotions into like this situation and we don't have enough facts you know we're just sitting around like all poor people do this all poor people do that or a large percentage do this or a large percentage do that and we don't have any fucking person or department or somebody that just comes out and says look this is what happened you know what I'm saying anyway all I know is when I go down in a poor neighborhood I do feel like I might get robbed and that is a feeling that um well, I got a lot of decency and a lot of hope for people. I still wouldn't go down there at the midnight by myself. Yeah, and, and my thing is that when you start talking about welfare, I guess depending on, on how you paint the picture, most of the money that these people get, they ain't living large. Like, I don't know why people think they're I mean, the, the thing is, the poor people I know, the people in my family, the people I grew up with, no, no, nobody there was balling. That's and every, and every, I've, I've been part of an entire family unit. That has pulled themselves out from government assistance to self-reliance in my lifetime. Like my own parents, my grandmother, my uh, aunts. So I've seen it and I think, because, but I have a good family too. So I like to believe that everybody's like that. But obviously it can't always be like that because I'm sure if I go back there, there's some motherfuckers I grew up with that are still there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's going to be people abusing the system. Yeah. That's true. So it's like yeah. what percentage is that? That's because... True. If we're going to tackle this problem, we need to know that we're not cutting off our nose despite our face. We don't want to cut off the assistance of people that are like, I actually want to get away from this shit. Because ain't nothing too great about living in the fucking project. No, it's not. You know, if you're trying to do something with your life, last thing you want to do is catch a stray bullet keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to get the fuck out of there. You know what I'm saying? People joining the army doing all kinds of shit to get out of these desperate situations. So, I would like to know... Who we're helping and what they're doing with it, rather than just get mad one way or the other. That's true. Um, Department of Education employees busted for using sick days to take paid vacation. Oh, now in all fairness, a lot of people do, do this. that. Yes, they oh, do. Yeah. But I don't got sick days. They don't work for job. the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you got to be smart enough not to get caught. Uh, even teachers play hooky to work off their tan. Work on their tans. More than a dozen of Department of Education employees were busted in the past two years faking illnesses to take paid vacations, record show. Actually, man, this isn't, that's not nearly as controversial as I thought it was going to be. Over a dozen in two years? I was thinking 
Another couple flew to sunny Aruba for a romantic getaway, and a school cook took her two kids. Students at her school on a cruise. How did they find out about this? That's the biggest question. Yeah. How much is the cook making? I need to know now. Welfare and teachers. Can we get some stats? These are elaborate (laughs) trips. These these, yeah. these ain't no. I mean, were they saving up that money for years? Yeah, it's not like oh, he went to the NASCAR race. Um, at least thirteen teachers, classroom aides, and school cooks broke education. So it's only thirteen. They were like over a dozen. Thirteen. Come on, man. Wow. Stop trying to make me feel angrier you're, than you're I am. Fourteen at least. Yeah. <laughs> baker's. You could have said a baker's dozen. Um, <laughs> school cooks broke education department rules and either lost their jobs or paid steep fines. Which apparently they can afford because fuck it, they're going to Italy and Aruba. Uh, each busted worker managed to get sick notes from their doctors, but most needed a lesson in how to be discreet. Fresh tans and Facebook photos tipped off administrators. I was just joking. And co workers to some of the secret jaunts, according to investigators. They were idiotic enough to update their Facebook well, status. What, what I don't understand is why are they. What's the rules behind your honeymoon? Like, you're, you're getting married. People know you're going on vacation. Yeah. You're getting married on Saturday. Uh, Monday morning rolls around. I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And when you just come back with the wedding ring, because you know you can't invite the motherfuckers to the wedding at your job and come in sick for a week. Yeah. You can't do and that. And have a nice shiny tan. Yeah, unless maybe, like, what, what could have happened is everybody knew you did it, right? But whoever investigated this don't give a fuck about you or your school. And they just said, hey, what's the deal? But I don't know. Still, even then, something funny because they had to be your Facebook friend to see these pictures. I don't understand why they're they're, they're, they're making a big deal out of taking sick sick time. Yeah. This this is why none of my co-workers are my Facebook friends. (laughs) Damn that. Robert Napo, 55, uh, a teacher, a coach of, of Susan Wagner High School of Staten Allen, and his wife, Cindy, a teacher of Carnassie High School in Brooklyn, were each fined seven, $7,500 for a honeymoon vacation. Ooh, that is one in Aruba. That's, that's like expensive ass. Trip. <laughs> that is some expensive yeah, ass. They're going to whole salary, ain't they? Both used five sick days and three unapproved personal days for the Allen Rump. Well, that's what they fucked up. They went eight days. You can't. You cannot blatantly cheat the system like that. Somebody gonna get mad. There's all kinds of haters in the world, man. Um, uh, no, not, now that makes sense. That raises flags. It's not like one or two days. Yeah. They was like, screw y'all. We taking a two week vacation. A teacher of 32 years, Robert blamed a jealous snitch for busting them. Mm-hmm. I know somebody will snitch. Of course. Well. Somebody gonna snitch. You cannot do this kind of shit as a teacher. Uh, it's unfair that gutless people who may have it in for you to stoop so low and do something like this. Okay, calm down, Robert. Yeah. We're not on your side here, asshole. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Yeah. We're on eight days. Yeah. Yes. People snitching. Sick. 
I just wanted to cheat the system and your tax days. dollars for eight days. What was, I mean, what, what was the sick excuse that they called in on Monday with? Eight. Like, <laughs> I have bacterial meningitis. I'll be back next Thursday. He's been teaching for 32 years, though. You'd like to think he'd get more vacation time. Absolutely. But damn, dog. Don't y'all get a summer off to do this? Mm-hmm. What is, what's the deal up there? Um, Mary Marconi, 38, resigned as an assistant cook at public school. It just says public school. Oh, public school 21 in Queens. Yeah, they got a lot of schools in New York. Just, yeah, there's a number on They ran out of names. Yeah. yeah. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther King Jr. Elementary. All right, school 21. Fuck it. Um, in Queens, after the probers found she used seven sick days to take a Caribbean cruise uh, in June 2009. Her braided hair and tan raised eyebrows at school and her children, uh, PS21 students, bragged about the family trip to friends. Damn, dog. She admitted she phoned in kids, You know kids can't hold so, water, damn. You know kids gonna come back and tell about the good time they had. Come on. This is what kids do. Of course. Come on. And did she really phone in from fucking <laughs> the cruise every day? Yeah. But that's ridiculous. That's what I'm asking. What, what excuse did you give Monday morning as you're boarding the plane? Or- <laughs> Did you, did, you, did you stop somebody and say, hey, 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 just, just, just say you ain't coming in today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous, dude. Like, <clears throat> I'm sick again. Are those pelicans? No. Uh, it's my cough. <laughs> um, her doctor and her brother, who paid for the trip, thought a little rest and relaxation would be therapeutic. But and now she's got a lot. summer to do this. Well, now she's got a whole year because she didn't have a job. Wow. My doctor had told me that he wanted me to take a week off from work because I was stressed. I understand I did something wrong without realizing it. Oh, you realized it, bitch. What the fuck? You got paid for it. You know what? I'm not reading the rest of this. Fuck you guys. I'm glad you lost your jobs. I'm sorry. That is ridiculous. Anyway, so speaking of white people, be white night at Iowa State Fair. <laughs> August 24th. Wow, what's going on here? Police are investigating whether a series of assaults at the Iowa State Fair were racially motivated since the attackers reportedly announced it was beat whitey night during one attack. Oh, wow. Who made this announcement? Maybe they were looking for albinos. According to a Des Moines Police Department report, a group of young black assailants pummeled a white fairgoer Friday night, an assault that cops believe may have been ra- have racial overtones due to what was said by the attackers. <laughs> the report by Sergeant David Marillo noted that wow. officers at the fairgrounds advised that there was a group of 30 to 40 individuals roaming the fairgrounds, openly calling it Beat Whitey Night. The victim, a lot of people. the victim, 36-year-old Jamie Carroll, suffered severe injuries to his eyes, cheekbones, and nose, and was hospitalized at Mercy Medical Center with multiple facial contusions. Damn. Cops are examining other reported incidents at the fairgrounds since groups of black juveniles appear to be singling out white victims. During one of these confrontations Sunday evening, two police officers were injured trying to break up a brawl, which resulted in five arrests. A second report notes that the Sunday incident again involved a large fight with a black with black male and female juveniles assaulting white citizens. The model for the fair, which was closed Sunday, was nonstop fun. Um, here's, the only question I have about this is, can can this be tried as a hate crime? Like, because you know how like if white people do this to like somebody or if straight people do this to a gay person. Like, are hate crimes only for minorities 
or can you like if you beat up a white dude because he's white technically that's a hate crime can't you be tried under the hate crime laws like I just want I wonder I don't know and and I think and and, and the biggest reason why it makes sense is because y'all roaming like a pack of dogs you talking about is be whitey night what else can you say you're other than you're out to start some shit yeah, yeah. It's, it's like your whole purpose and who goes to a fair to do that the fair is like the gayest place to do that shit Come on, Iowa. And, yeah. yeah and the dude walking around with his corn and his kids having a good time and you beat him up that my, makes no sense my theory is that this is the first time 40 black people have met each other in Iowa. <laughs> and they just, the power went to their heads. They lost it. They decided to get all the you white people You lived here too? I don't know what you was here. You lived here too? Where you at? Yeah. So, I don't know, dude. But that that is, that's horrible though. They yes, should, that is. That definitely should be tried as like a hate crime or something. I don't even see how you can defend that shit. That is ridiculous. And they don't get more plain than, yeah, so we beating the white people tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the pack Sell, of... Selling t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you get your white t-shirt. That's yeah, about what that shirt said. This is uh this is definitely the pack that uh Mel Gibson was talking about. You know what I'm saying? You better watch your back. Um, all right, we got some audio news here. I'm gonna play this clip real quick. A cab driver's in the hospital after being slashed. Police say by a passenger who asked the driver if he was Muslim. Police say a 21 year old man hailed a cab at 24th Street and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan Tuesday evening. Police say the passenger asked the driver if he was Muslim, and when the driver said yes, the passenger pulled a knife and slashed him in the throat, arm, and lip. The 43-year-old driver was able to lock the passenger in the back of the cab and call 911. Both the driver and the passenger were taken to Bellevue Hospital. Let me tell you something, dog. Wow, these people are taking this too far. Look, if you Muslim and somebody asks you some shit like, are you Muslim? The answer is, do you have a knife? That's what I would say first. Like, you have a weapon, and if they say yes, no, I'm not Muslim. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. Are you serious? Wow. I'm doing you the favor, bitch. I'm giving you the ride in my taxi. Damn, man, this the fucking, the Muslim hate's out of control right now, man. The, the first thing I noticed in that is when they were planning that, uh, that newscast, did they discuss, all right, the word passenger is going to be said 30, 37 times in the report. <laughs> yeah. Who should do it? Ah, uh, the guy with the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Did anybody else catch that? Yes, I heard it too. <laughs> I already don't really trust brothers that don't have facial hair anyway. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, he definitely uh, pulled a bad duty. Maybe they're just laughing. But I, first of all, it's a 27 second news story. I don't know if I've ever seen one that fast, but yeah. they're just like, yeah, this Muslim dude got fucked up. Shouldn't have said nothing. Um, just at 10 o'clock news, then had this go. Christian Broadcasting Network warns of demonic Halloween candy. Okay. <laughs> Pat Robertson's Christian Broadcasting Network posted a blog by Kimberly Daniels recently that warns Christians to forego Halloween candy because of its evilness. Daniels specifically calls out candy as a source of soul molestation. During this period, demons are assigned against those who participate in these rituals and festivities. These demons are automatically drawn to the fetishes that open doors for them to come into the lives of human beings. For example, most of the candy sold during this season has been dedicated and prayed over by witches. <laughs> she must have just saw the last Harry Potter movie or something. Um, what I don't understand about this shit though is if I'm the devil is candy really where I want to start my diabolical plan 
to I take mean, over the world. I mean, if, if that's the case, I've been molesting a whole lot of candy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it seems like, it seems like the devil is aiming low, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Just, my, soul, my soul has emotional issues now. Yeah, I want to start with the children. People we with the least power. Curses are sent through the tricks and treats of the innocent, where they get it by going door to door or by purchasing it from local the local grocery store. Demons cannot tell the difference. Damn, so you can't even trick them by going to the grocery store. That's crazy. Uh, here's a very, very sad story. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> The Carmen Jones four-year-old grandson was excited to tell her about his first day in school, but Jones is hurting inside, not knowing what sexually transmitted diseases her grandson may now have. The doctors at Scottish Rite was saying that if it was some sort of herpes that, you know, in seven to ten, it would last, last about seven to ten days. And sure enough, um, after about ten days, he started getting better and but then the blisters reappeared. The Joe says she, her grandson, and other family members stayed at the Wyndham Hotel in downtown Atlanta on July 31st. When they got up the next morning, her grandson found a used condom in their bed. I went out the bathroom, and my grandson had a uh, a condom in his mouth. I mean, his tongue was in in the condom, and. You know, he was trying to blow it up. And to add even more worry and fear to Jones. It still had, you know, what appeared to be semen in the condom. And um, I wanted to take the condom and to have it tested. But Jones says the manager at the window would not let her take the condom. She says after 24 hours, her son started throwing up. He developed a fever and started showing signs of a possible STD. Still like little white blisters all on the, it was on the top of his mouth, um, on his tongue, inside the mouth, inside the lip, the bottom lip. It was all over. So we went to the Wyndham Hotel with our tough questions only to find out that the Wyndham no longer owns the building. The Georgia State University bought it and turned it into student dorms. So we called the Wyndham corporate offices. Jones, Jones wants answers about the dirty room. She fears the answers she may get from doctors about her grandson. You definitely don't want, you know, to come back as, you know, HIV. Yeah, so that is a tough story right there. I would have a chain of apartments. It wouldn't be the windows no more. All them college students would have to get the hell off my property. Yeah, the saddest part about that is he actually just ate some candy and it was the devil. It was the devil. It, it really probably had nothing to do with the condom. Maybe it was like a Twix wrapper on the floor they didn't check. I was who the hell out of him, man. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Oh my God, and nasty and disgusting. He's got herpes probably for the rest of his life now. And he's yeah. a little kid. An incurable disease and he didn't even get, he didn't get the chance to fuck up. Yeah. He didn't get a chance he to enjoy it. Ugh. Oh my god. Unless he like the taste of semen. So oh. he might be gay too. Uh, yes. That's what little kids do. Trying they, to they blow up the, the condom like a balloon. Because it tastes so semen. And it's irritating because that's what little kids do. They just pick up stuff. And yeah, it's kid, those kids put you in their mouth. Shit, I'm like, yeah, no. Wyndham should be held responsible for that. Yeah, somebody, somebody fucked up. I don't know who, but damn, clean the room a little better. Alright, one more. An Apex woman who reported finding a racial slur printed on her pizza delivery receipt now said she's getting harassing phone calls. Carl Robinson showed up to receive with the N-word, followed by don't tip or clearly printed. Robinson ordered two pizzas from a McDonald's restaurant in 1010 and 41 South Friday. 
He says, when the pizza delivery driver left, her 10-year-old niece brought the receipt to her attention. Robinson says, since she reported the incident, she's gotten more than a dozen harassing phone calls. Um, they were saying, you know, basically the same stuff that was on the receipt. You know, they were saying, in this, and you got me fired, and you did this, you did that. And, you know, just being real ugly to me, being real mean. You know, I'm thinking that this is 2010. It's never good to do that. You, you just can't do like that. You can't do stuff like that anymore. Right. Robinson says she doesn't know who made the calls, but reported the incident to authorities. The Wake County Sheriff's Office is investigating. We checked with the Domino's restaurant, and the manager told us he and his staff are cooperating with the investigation. The Domino's restaurant owner, Pat O'Leary, issued a statement saying, quote, I'm horrified this occurred. This was the action of a lone individual, and it does not reflect my views. He went on to say the pizza delivery driver was fired. I hope, she, I hope she got the pizza free too, man. I mean, damn, that's the least you can do. Pizza for life. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's You know right. what she should have done is taken a picture of it. You know how Domino's is running that pro promotion, sending a picture <laughs> of the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and <the> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is probably one of the dumbest things you can do is basically put a racial slur on something you're giving to a customer. Oh, absolutely. Like how? Who thought that shit through? I guess that dude had just had had it, and. Sadly, the, the thing about it is, I do wonder, did she tip him or not? <laughs> I would like to know the fucking answer. They never covered that shit. I mean, I'm not saying he was right for doing it, but I mean, maybe he reached his limit, man. So, uh, and then the last thing, I didn't, I had an article about, I feel like reading it. Um, the, the DEA is hiring people that speak about it. Uh, in the sub south region specifically. Yeah, do you, remember, do you remember when they were talking about putting that in schools as a language? Yeah, that was the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard, dude. Why Why would you teach people how to not speak English correctly? Like, first of all, Ebonics is one of the last cool things that black people have that white people can't just take. <laughs> we're only like one step ahead because of the internet and all this shit now and music. Like, we can barely start up slang before it's already taken. Can we at least not teach it? You know what I'm saying? And how the fuck do you keep up with a bunny? It changes literally. A you can start a class, and by the end of the semester, everything you say could be completely out of style. So I don't get it, dude. And what are you going to teach the history of ebonics? Then not that, it varies depending on what part of the country you're in. Exactly. I want to know what educated people they're hiring that know this in the beginning. Like, yeah. to begin with. Like, what, how did they learn it? Can I send a resume in in Ebonics? Or will they go, this is just a terrible exactly. resume? That's, I guess that was Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Uh, no, when you I said when I say I kept it popping at Fayetteville Steezy for four years, that's me saying I went to college. They'd be like, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, I, I guess. Like, And who's checking it? Who's checking? Like, if I'm listening in to a call, and I'm wire, like, we're wiretapping it, right? I'm the Ebonics, I'm the Ebonics special. I'm doing a wiretap. Paul says, hey man, I'm going to see you up there for Shreezy, my breezy. Make sure you bring the package. And I just go, um, yeah man, he said that uh, they're going to kill some people tonight. Who's double checking that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the system? Do you have to have two abonic missions at the same time verifying it? Like, does one go undercover? The other thing it really says, they can't flip anybody that's already inside one of these gangs. They don't have enough undercover people yeah. or something, or they can't understand the people they flip. Yeah, then on top of that, you know, 
cops are like educated, they go to school. So unless you have a cop that's you send these dudes in there and they're they're like a square like right. they cause they're not they don't know the language they show an old slang yeah <laughs> yo son what you say my brother what it is jive turkeys what it be like <laughs> like get your cop ass out of here damn it they found me again <laughs> <laughs> you and your wave nouveau get out of here <laughs> <laughs> well alright guys this is another episode of the Black Guy with Tips podcast um, follow us on Twitter I'm at Rodimus Prime I'm Say Dad again Dad as in D-A-T and thanks Cross for coming and doing the show with us man really yeah, enjoyed right. it my pleasure um, so you know get out there take care of those alpacas tell Tori I said what's up and Sorry about the animal fucking jokes, but they weren't they weren't dogs. I hope she didn't take it personal. All right, man. So until next time, um, make sure you call the show seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Also, make sure that you uh you know leave us write us emails theblackguytips at gmail dot com or you can write us on Facebook. I know I had a couple Facebook comments from Michelle that I didn't get to. But she basically just said that I got Christian and Erica confused on the Bad Girls Club, and she said that our podcast helped her on a long ride uh, that she was taking, and it kept her awake the whole time. So cool. we appreciate that, Michelle, and I think I got to everybody else's comments. So uh, you know, until next time, love you. I love you too, baby. Peace.